Hello, welcome to Common Ground. I'm Jana. I'm Rosh. And I'm Sydney. It is great to be with you all today. Uh, we've had a range of topics over the last few weeks and thought that it might be interesting to dive into, a, I guess, an exploration around authenticity, but to further elaborate on what we mean by that is kind of exploring your own spiritual fingerprint mm. and uh, maybe exploring what your own dharma looks like. And so to begin, maybe it helps to describe what we mean by that. <laughs> um, I think to start and like, please add on any anything to this. But my initial thoughts are when we think of how we show up and we think of sometimes Dharma, we like, we'll think of the work that we're here to do. <laughs> so we, we have like the words work and and like associated with Dharma and like doing associated with Dharma sometimes. Um, but to start, I think it might be helpful to think of Dharma in a way that um, is more like about how we exist how we are on this world and how we show up in a certain way. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would say it's like your, your personal mission mm -hmm. is a good way to describe Dharma. And it's also thought to be predetermined. Mm. Right. So like, you're born with your dharma. Your dharma is with you even before you're here on you, you, screaming in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, that's a really great point, too, because it's not something that you have to create. Mm -hmm. It's almost like something that you have to remember and discover through like something like curiosity instead of brute force. <laughs> <laughs> I think too, like there's so many words that we equate to our dharma, like mission, path, purpose. Mm -hmm. So it's about, <clears throat> for me, finding like what resonates, like what is my being here feel like? Does it mm -hmm. feel like a mission? Does it feel like I'm walking a path? Does it feel like I'm fulfilling a purpose? Um, because dharma can be such a, and we'll get into this, I believe, a little bit of a, a loaded word topic or even just an understanding around it. Um, and I do agree with, I personally like using the word work because I don't necessarily think that work means like, like brute force towards something, whether mm -hmm. that's, you know, in your head, thinking through stuff, figuring out or like out, you know, I don't know like doing something outside physical but like your self work that's to me what that means when I think of like your work in the world like how do you how do you work with the world like mm -hmm. what is it mm -hmm. what parts of you find harmony with the parts outside of you kind of on this path yeah on this mission Right. And so is, for some of us, it's like, yeah, heave ho, let's like go do something crazy in the world. And for some of us, like the work is being and not doing. 
Mm-hmm. So true. And when you're on your path, on your dharma, whatever that looks like, if it like, if it's smiling, like you said earlier, Janet, like smiling at people all the time, or like starting a business that thrives, it's all about when you're on your path is the truest way you can serve others. Yeah. And I think the fulfillment that you get from that is personal. It's not external, right? Mm -hmm. So like really knowing that you're on your mission, your path, your work, like it's because you're validating yourself. There's Mm -hmm. not anything else that is reaping the rewards of your efforts. It's like, you know, that person smiling isn't smiling I mean, maybe it's like reciprocal in that moment, but like they're, they're just there because that's what brings them joy. I think mm-hmm. earlier, Jenny, you said like it being a mom, you know, it's like that is very inward for you bringing joy. It's yeah, you do love to see your kids happy, I'm sure. <laughs> but on the inside, it's like, no, this feels really good for me. And mm-hmm. sometimes Dharma, I think in this world we're living in right now, isn't really used in the way that we're talking about because everything is about external validation. (laughs) Well, yeah. And even bringing up like me being a mom, because it's funny you said that. And I was like, I had this little moment of like, is that it? Because for me, I'm like, wait a minute. Like you could tell me you're going to be the best mom and that's all you need to be. And that's your Dharma. Don't worry about the rest. But if you're like a person that when you hear those things from people and you, you feel like this space of like, but there is more or there is whatever, like then that's your, that's your Dharma. You don't even have to explain it to that other person that those are things. I have this tank top. I think I still have it. Um, that says, do your damn Dharma. And I, I used to wear it with like, I was like, in I think I was in my twenties and I just was like trying to like cheer myself on when I wore that I wasn't trying to say to someone else like here's what I'm here to do and I think that that's what it is it's like how do we how do we as individuals allow ourselves to be doing in this life what we feel Mm. meant to be doing versus what we feel we should be Mm. doing because someone else said you're good at that Mm. or no, that's not your zone of genius or well, you live here. Your parents did. Right. right. (laughs) You live here. That's not what we do. Like Mm -hmm. it's like, what, like, what do you believe in most about yourself? And that can be like terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also to me a flip side of it, which is why I wore the tank top is that sometimes there's something in your life that, is difficult and you don't want it to be part of your path, your mission, your purpose, your whatever. Hmm. And you might spend more energy trying to run away or avoid it than to actually be with whatever it is. Hmm. And that's the tricky place. And, and it allows us to talk about some more hot button words in this world is that like, you're the person that discerns, whether whatever that is on your path is meant for you to learn from or to run from. Mm. Yeah. And when we're in 
when we're on like right path, right? The ultimate, I don't want to say like the end game because that's the worst way to frame it, but <laughs> it's like self-realization, right? And enlightenment, but does that, and it says that it can bring like a sense of joy and fulfillment, but is that all the time? Like enlightenment, enlightenment doesn't mean happy constantly, like how we understand it. Yeah. So how do we like discern whether we're on the right path or not, you know? And I think that's where practices that help us access our own inner wisdom are helpful. Yeah. The more we recognize that everybody is here for a different lived experience, mm -hmm. I believe that's, that's the deeper understanding here. Because mm -hmm. I even know people that in their lives have wanted some big drama trauma and they feel like I, I'm not enough unless I have that or I'm not worthy or I can't teach what I want to or be what I want to. And I, I'm not trying to water down drama and trauma. Like I'm not saying like that they aren't significant things that happen to people. Trauma absolutely is and should be taken seriously and should be taken care of in your own life. But I, I know that there's, there's people I know that kind of believe something should happen to them so that they can feel a certain way or be a part of a certain experience other people are having. And I think that also goes along the lines of we're all here for something so very different. So some of us might invent something world-changing and others of us might smile at the person who, who you know, serves us coffee every day. Yeah. Actually, Janet, to attach an example onto what you shared is when I started teaching yoga and like there were so many teachers that had these, in my eyes, it was like from a place of deep comparison, um, but they seemed to have these amazing like comeback stories. Like they went through a traumatic experience, yoga helped them get out of it. And now they're amazing teachers because they're on the other end of it. And I, and I have had this conversation with you, Jana. Like I always felt almost like unworthy because I didn't have an experience like that to validate me being a teacher where it was just, so it's like, am I not on my path because I didn't have the drama to get there? Yeah. <laughs> Is that an example of what you were kind of saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like we are like, I love teaching and I very much do now feel like it's something that I need to do. So I'm happy I didn't stop because I was, you know, comparing to other people's experiences or trying to validate my own through an experience that I didn't have. Um, yeah, it's just kind of interesting. I think it's easy to fall into that though, when maybe you weren't really so sure or there was something going on inside of you that you weren't even maybe aware of. And then you are hearing these other things and it's like, oh, wait, wait a minute. You know, so you're having that reflection moment, but you were able to see the other side of it. I mm -hmm. think it's very, very difficult for some people, especially in the age of 
instant gratification and all the other things that we've, you know, mentioned in past conversations of social media and such, like if you're looking at things that someone is accomplishing in the highlight reel, it's very easy to fall into that like spiral for lack of better words of, Mm -hmm. am I on my path? (laughs) Switching my path so that I can get to that. Like Mm -hmm. having that self security and feeling a little bit lost can even maybe just drive you more into, into that like mindset. So it's not even, I think about like, I mean, I do agree with the drama trauma conversation, but I, I don't even know if it's that, like, I think it's just also, there's two sides of it. Like the world that we're living where everything is like, get this done in five minutes or this person in 21 steps got this, you know, thing. And then you're like, Oh no, it took me 25 steps like mm-hmm. with me, you know, mm-hmm. things are constantly changing and becoming more quote unquote efficient. It's like hard to act, like, you know, sit down and be comfortable with like, it's okay if this took me a little bit longer, I'm still doing my thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so and perhaps where that all comes into whatever conversation you're having about dharma is that we're in such a world where we're so afraid to have something by ourselves, mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Dharma is such an individualistic thing and we don't. It's like you said, it. a spiritual fingerprint. Like you, yeah. it's not like we sit around and like examine our individual fingerprints. We just trust they're different mm-hmm. and that they make us ourselves. But like, we're just over, in many instances, I think over examining our reason for being here. And that's taking us away from just being Yes. Yes. Don't. Yeah. You don't need to explain it to anyone. Yeah. Like. Mm Hmm. It's weird. Like, so I had this conversation with um, a friend this morning, and I'm planning my dad's celebration of life. He passed away. Died. I'm going to. I like the verb "died" better. Just anyway. (laughs) He he died in December. And um, his celebration of life is for his birthday. And I was trying to decide what to, you know, people often now, you donate to something or you give to someone, you know, on behalf of someone. And I kept thinking, like, my dad's, not his whole story, but a very big part of his dharma, will say, is that he had a traumatic brain injury when he was 46, which then became a part of my mom's path and my path and so on and so forth. And everything has always been about, oh, donate to brain injury, donate to brain injury. And for whatever reason, now looking at the whole of his life, I was like, "Eh, maybe there's something more. That's, he was so much more than that. And then I started to think about, well, what are his passions? What did he want to do? How did he want to change the world? And I'm literally running into a person that just wanted to be in the world. I don't think my dad wanted to make any major changes other than to be a fun guy. Mm. Like, can we fault the people who are just like, just, you just be a fun guy, be a fun gal, be a fun, whomever you want to be. And that's interesting. This conversation comes up because I, I realized I was like, I don't know what passionate organization that he would be like, yes, save the whatever he would be like, you choose. You're the one with the passion. Um, but his life still affected so 
many people. He wasn't out there trying to affect the lives of people. So I think maybe it's kind of a lesson in trusting ourselves that just you being you is enough. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, this is the part where you're like, you don't have to explain it. Just you being you. There's like a, and it perfectly leads into a few explorations that you can think about when discerning what your dharma could be or remembering what that is. And the first one is trust the gift. (laughs) So if your dad's gift was like being the fun guy and enlightening the mood, like trust in that, like why change something that um, and like your gifts can be so many different things, right? So that's like the first thing to consider. And also the second one goes perfectly with what you shared, Jana, which is think of the small as large. Hmm. <clears throat> There's like so many times where we strive for these big, like, I don't even know. Grandiose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Grandiose things that we should do or I don't know, but the small can be large. And most oftentimes it's the small that really matters in a day-to-day situation that builds a life, right? Yeah. And then the other one is listen for the call of the times, which is really interesting, I think. So it's just in the, in the gift, think of the small as large, listen for the call of the times. And there's so much that we can show up for these days, we know, (laughs) right? Um, But it is like when you are more in tune or connected to like this inner wisdom or like a greater source, you can better like follow callings that you wouldn't see if you were absorbed in Mm -hmm. the thing. You know, there is this sense of like why we do practices right and it is to connect a little more clearly yeah and I think we've talked about this before but it really does all come back to like being okay with being by yourself mm-hmm. you know and just spending a little bit of time you know getting to know yourself that's mm-hmm. taking a walk that's journaling that's meditating whatever it is for you but people I think have become so accustomed I know I've fallen into this where it's like easy to just fill up the space Mm. rather than take a pause and just like be mirage right now (laughs) and I think too the things that come up whenever you get quiet Mm -hmm. we run from so fast Mm -hmm. like I know there's like so much exploration that can be done around self doubt mm-hmm. and how that really could be a window into what is possible. <laughs> like there's a lot. I know like personally that that's been like such a big um, work that I've been going through for the last few years of place. Like every place where I, like question or feel resistance. I'm like, okay, there's probably something there for me to look at closer, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And that's something I know we've talked about in other contexts, but like there is, you know, 
I feel like to do our due diligence and having the hard conversations here is that there is mention here for toxic positivity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not that we're saying, oh, it's hard, you know, get in there, live with it, like survive it, do that. That's, that's part of, I, I believe the discernment factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's also a huge conversation around action versus inaction too. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you, in order to be on your path, like you have to take steps on it. (laughs) You have to take action within it. And then like a lot of times inaction is motivated by like confusion Mm -hmm. or like, so when we like try to figure out how to act, it might not be the easiest like step to take, but it might be the one that's necessary to take on your path. Mm-hmm. And maybe sort of a way I like to think of this is that your dharma isn't, it doesn't exist to punish you. Like there can be this sort of karmic element to things because we can talk about this, I think in another conversation about, you know, the relationship between Dharma and karma and what those yoga philosophies actually mean and where they came from. But in this society and not everyone, but I think there's still people that are like, Oh, that's good karma. That's bad karma. So that it's like, you've done these things that award you or, or, you know, punish you. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it serves anyone to be like, you're being punished on your path for something you did or didn't do or something you have to like get through. Because if it feels like punishment, then maybe it's worth examining why. And then you have a more clear path to to right action or not taking action. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I, I didn't want to complicate it, but I feel like people very frequently are like, oh, dharma, then karma, then bad, then good. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that to me, at least. Yeah, I think all the, the scripts can be flipped. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, flip script. Did I say that right? I don't even know if I yes. said that. But anyways, it's like how we might outwardly measure any of this can be confusing. So yeah. that's like where the inner reflection becomes that much more important. Um, Yeah, like when we label something as hard or not, (laughs) when we, yeah, that's like the one quote I mentioned before we jumped on here is like the gentlest thing in the world can overcome the hardest thing in the world from the Tao Te Ching. Like it's like all in our own experience. And I think the discernment is listening and trying to like find out who you are and then do it with your purpose, not using the metrics of the world. (laughs) It's like find out who you are rather than trying so hard to figure out who you want to be. Because we get stuck in this. I mean, social media helps greatly with this, but this just overly aspirational place of, when I'm this, or when I have that, mm-hmm. when I've, you know, figured out how to master the 
10 minute. That's like where when you were saying toxic positive, positive <laughs> in my head went to toxic possibility. <laughs> yeah. 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 Outward influences on what you should be like constantly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know where this this quote is from, but it's something like let go of the fruits <laughs> of like Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, what is that? But yeah, it's really about like being on the path, not the fruits of the labor. <laughs> I don't know the quote is, but anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like how how often do we <clears throat> almost bank on the fruits, <laughs> mm. right? That it's like, what happened to just doing things because of joy? Yeah, I, I almost it made me think of um, so many aspirational tech type companies that have been banking on fruits for years and now mm -hmm. we're realizing that like what happens when you are overconfident in potential versus living in your own reality mm -hmm. um it's not pretty <laughs> it, it's not did anyone ever read the book after the ecstasy the laundry by Jack Cornfield. It's a good one. It's basically like kind of going into what we mean here of like if our if we're on the path and like we will have moments of enlightenment and then we have to return to our day. <laughs> <laughs> and like what that looks like and it's it's been like a centuries long struggle of um or like experience of after the ecstasy, the laundry. And it's a really interesting book and it shares a lot of examples of people that have um, just, you know, had these like enlightenment experiences and then had, you know, afterwards kind of struggled to like go back into their lives or um, how to navigate real world relationships. Like it's really easy to become enlightened in a, a Buddhist temple. And then you get thrown into a family function, right? Yeah. So it's kind of an interesting. Um, and it's basically like goes down to saying that like, I mean, I don't want to give it away, but basically it's like the laughter of it, the joy of it. And you just have to kind of all take it with like this, like laughter of the wise. Like this is just <laughs> what our experience is. And a lot of like enlightened people, like, are just kind of joyful that way because they don't take anything too seriously. What's that whole like very annoying, but perhaps very true saying it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So my dad is like the king of saying that. Like, that I, was like I was driving and I lost track of time and I like smashed the car into a building and he'll just be like, it is what it is. Like the most barbaric thing. And his response is it is what it is. And like, and I'm like, what do you mean? And it's funny because you like, ex like look at his experience versus look at your experience. 
but lighter. Going back, <laughs> right? There's this like little like funny filter right now on Instagram where like you hold the camera to your face and then it tells you like your um, your motto for life. Right. So this thing is random. My dad, my sister did it to my dad and his motto for life came up. It is what it is. What? That's a weird, not weird moment. I know. I, I will post the thing. And it's so funny. And we were like, my whole family just was like dying. We were like, that is actually like divine. So, so amazing. Like it ended up, it was so good. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Wow. It is what it is really is embedded in him. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, is it a dad thing? I mean, my dad definitely. It was like, it is what it is. We'll see. It was all just like. That is not my dad. I'll just like, out there. <laughs> Love him to death. But. <laughs> that is not that. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think it's it's such a funny experience because like to your point, like looking at his life and then looking at mine, it's like for him, that really is what it is. Yeah. Like it just, and it kind of sounds like the same thing for your dad, Jan. Like they just were there. They're just living or lived life just to be you know, yep. and it's like, have that sense of joy and happiness. It will come. My dad is really big on that. Like, yes, it, it will come, you know, it, it's not always going to be there, but it will come. Like, mm. okay. so beautiful. It's so, no, I, I, yeah. Like one of the last things my dad asked, he's like, well, are you happy? Aww. And I was like, you know, of course I'd overthink that completely. <laughs> and he was just like, then it's, then it's okay. Cause it's just so like this, like yeah. it's, it's all there for you if you want it. Like yeah. it's just, it's all there for you. And maybe that's like what our Dharma is. It's all there for us if we want it. Mm. Like we're always trying to be something, but I feel like your dad saying that Mirage is so just like, just be, just, mm -hmm. just be, and then leave a space after that. Yes. Word. Yeah. And how much trust does it take for us to feel into that? It's Shit. all there for us if we want. Loads too much. Yeah. No. <laughs> You're basically doing a trust fall with yourself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Image of yeah. As you were saying it, I'm like, oh, it's just like the edge. Yeah. It's so, so true. I love that. Yeah. But it is, if nothing else, it's trust in yourself, right? Oh, yeah. And the gift so like, of yours. Yeah. Yeah. You would say to your best friend, trust me. Right. <laughs> but like, can you say that to yourself? Right. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's my cue to drink a bunch of coffee and go hang out with a one-year-old now. <laughs> I think that's a great place to end. Let's yeah. just, we'll just let that sink in. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you all for joining us. And we will be back here next week. We'll post this so you can watch and contemplate your dharma. Yes. Mirage, you're going to post your weird, not weird, right? I will. <laughs> and then the link so we can all do that. Yes. <laughs> Bye, everybody. All right. Bye. Bye, friends.